Welcome to the Finishing Well podcast, where we encourage seasoned believers to find meaningful ways to impact their world for the kingdom of God. Whether you're 65 and up or not quite there yet, everyone can begin preparing to finish well. Now, here's your host, Randy Hess, with the founder of Finishing Well Ministries, Hal Habecker. Greetings, everyone. I'm glad you're with us on the Finishing Well podcast today because we have something new. Uh, Randy Hess is usually our sidekick. He's really the host. But today, I'm the host, and I have a really, really, really special guest. It is my wife, my wife, Vicki. In a moment, I want to ask her to tell you a little bit about herself and our family. But, you know, a woman's perspective on aging is critically important. I mean, there are more women than there are men, and they live longer than we do. So they're naturally uh, the people who are really more engaged with the finishing well process than we as men or their husbands, uh, whatever. Uh, So I'm delighted to have her with us today. And just another note of introduction, I have no idea in our listening audience how many are men or women. But if you're a man listening to this, do me a favor. I want you to share this with your wife or another woman that you know or share it with your Sunday school class and say, hey, you need to listen to this gal's perspective. So um, I hope you enjoy this, but uh, let's launch in. Uh, Vicki, welcome. I'm thrilled you're here. Tell us a little bit about who you are and our family, and then we'll go from there. Well, thank you. I think my claim to fame is being married to you, though. So anyway, thanks for having me. Um, I grew up in Dallas. I went to Baylor University and then got my uh, degree in uh, physical therapy. I was a physical therapist for years. We have three adult kids and uh, six wonderful grandkids. And uh, our life is busy, isn't it? It is. We're really busy. Busier now than ever before. I think uh, the last two or three years have been... uh, a different kind of busy. They have uh, brought a lot of changes in my life physically and emotionally. Um, I had what was supposed to be simple cataract surgery a couple of years ago, and there were some complications, and I was completely blind in one eye for several weeks. Now, thanks to a good physician, everything's fine in that, but eyesight is so precious, and we should never take it for granted. Uh, You've heard it said that uh, we're either coming out of a crisis or we're in one or we're about to enter one. Well, that happened for me. Um, Last year in 2021, I had major foot surgery. I was in a cast and non-weight bearing for three months and then a boot after that. And then I learned that the surgery did not heal the way it should. So this year I had to have it redone. And this time I was in a cast even longer and a boot even longer. And I saw this as almost losing a half of a year of my life, which that that kind of messed with me. You know, that might not mean something to a woman that's 30 or 40, maybe even 50, that six months of her life is, is just consumed with something that she didn't particularly like. But at my age, the finishing line is getting closer. And um, losing a half a year of my life kind of messed with me a little bit emotionally. Uh, I had the pain, the constant pain. And pain in itself can do 
crazy things with your mind and your emotions. I was completely immobile. I had to use one of those knee scooters to get around. Uh, and I'm not a woman that sits around and watches TV or reads books or works jigsaw puzzles. I, I'm a doer and I couldn't do anything. But, but uh, we often, do like jigsaw puzzles, don't we? Well, we do. Well, you do. You uh, are addicted to that one. Yeah. Let, let me interrupt you just for a quick second. Uh, in this first section of this podcast, we want to talk about, and Vicky's already launched us into this, talking about the physical challenges and the changes that brings or tests with us in these latter years. There are a lot of them that come. Of course, they're physical challenges all of our life, but you know, they really uh, begin to focus. We get focused on them as we age because it takes longer to heal. So keep going on this, the physical challenges in the aging years, Vicki. Well, part of that um, time, that six-month loss of uh, normalcy, um, the isolation got to me. Couldn't go anywhere, couldn't drive. I missed being uh, with friends, I missed going to church, missed taking care of grandkids a couple of afternoons a week. I even missed going to the grocery store. It was tough. Uh, I admit, I went through some depression, some bouts of even uh, anger with God, uh, questions wondering, is this going to be my thorn in the flesh? Like Paul begged, what, three times, I think, he asked God, he said, please remove this from me. Well, I was asking that about three times an hour. Um, but I remember what God said to Paul. He said, my grace is sufficient. And I learned that, but it took time. Um, and pain, why is pain worse at night? You know, I guess all the distractions of the day disappear. My days were long, but my nights were even longer. I um, immersed myself in the Psalms. They reminded me that God was right there, close to me. It says he's close to the brokenhearted. One translation says he's close to the, those that are crushed in spirit. So I tried to uh, manage my sleep difficulties by just focusing on the goodness of God. And I used it to pray um, for family and friends. And it was also really kind of scary how God would bring random people my mind to pray for people I hadn't thought of in years. And I didn't know how to pray specifically for them, but I always asked that they would sense God's presence and his love in whatever challenges they were facing. Uh, my frustration, as you know, sweetheart, brought a lot of tears. Scripture tells us that God keeps our tears in a bottle. You know, I think there were some days those first few weeks that God must have had a bucket for mine. And you, sweetheart, were my rock. And I want to thank him publicly in this podcast. You were the hands and feet of Jesus. Thank you. You're kind. Thanks for sharing this. Uh, I want to ask you a couple of questions as we reflect on just these physical hardships. Uh, you know, 2 Corinthians 4.16 says, Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though our outer man is decaying, I might add, as we age, our inner man is being renewed day by day for momentary light affliction. You know, I don't know that you would call what you've gone through as light affliction, but <laughs> Paul did, and you could take up that argument with him when we get to heaven. I'll talk to him soon <laughs> about his definition of light affliction. 
Uh, but the scriptures are filled with, you know, Jesus went through suffering. Uh, he learned obedience through what he suffered. James says, count it all joy when you encounter various trials. And the, Paul in Romans 8 says, we know that God works all things together for good. The, these things that are trying for us. Talk to me a little bit about your perspective on why does God allow suffering? Why did he design it into our, I mean, he's the one who designed our bodies. He's the one who designed the aging process. How do you, how do you process that? You, you know, in one sense, you, you want to be thankful for trials, but in the other sense, you hate them. So how do you reconcile or just talk a little bit more about this wrestling process as you've articulated in your own life? I think I, uh, without the scripture, just flooding my soul, I would have I would have been more of a basket case than I was. Um, I think of John fifteen that I know that God is still wanting to produce fruit in my life. It may be different fruit than it's been in the past, but as long as I am abiding in Him, I have to trust what's next. And that letting go, I uh, like I said earlier, I. I'm a doer, and I've been convicted that sometimes I'm a human doing instead of a human being, and I just had to be uh, and rest assured that I was still loved by God. He still had a plan for me, and, um, and there would be peace after the storm. There's something that happens in the waiting process spiritually, in the struggling process. I mean, you draw near to God, and he does draw near to us. It reminds me of another picture. You may want to comment on it briefly, and then we'll move on. You know, uh, our daughter and son-in-law own a vineyard in California, and one of the truths of the vineyard is that vines that are stressed produce better fruit and therefore better wine. I mean, uh, and you don't want to flood uh, the vine with water and give it everything he wants. I mean, that vine needs to struggle, so therefore uh, irrigation is spaced out because you want those roots to struggle to get down deep. It, it has remarkable spiritual truths in it, doesn't it? And I think that's so true uh, because I accepted Christ at a young age. I'm seven years old, and so my roots have gone down pretty deep, and I have been through some um, unbelievable struggles some of my own poor choices, uh, and some just because that's what life throws at you. But because I do have a deep foundation, my roots, I, I never was completely uh, devastated by all this. I didn't jump off the deep end. I, um, I just tried to be instead of do. Does that make sense? It does. It does. I applaud you, and you have... Uh... Golly, you've taught me a lot through this process, and I appreciate it and love you. And I love having you on this show. This is great. We need to do this again. Anyways, I want to move on to a second topic. Uh, <clears throat> all of these topics are interrelated. By the way, we'll have two podcasts. This is the first one, and the second one will follow in two different themes. But uh, we, I want to talk about some other transitions that happen, not only transitions physically in which we are challenged and grow. But, you know, families change. You know, our kids, we had three of them. We all sat around the family table, you know, from little on up. And that was our life. But now they are scattered. Uh, tell us where they live, Vicki. And let's talk 
some about the challenges that come with family dynamics and aging. So launch us into this, please. This is going to be fun. Um, we mentioned we have three adult children, our oldest daughter and her husband, and their four kids live in California. They're the ones that live on the vineyard. We have a daughter uh, here in Dallas, and she and her husband have two little people, and then we have a son that lives here. Um, I love them all, especially the grandkids. The parents, sometimes they make me crazy. <laughs> and you know, I'm kidding, but parenting adult children I think is one of the hardest things I've ever done. Um, I have memorized a lot of scripture now that our kids are adults. Psalm 141.3 says, Lord, place a guard over my mouth. Sometimes I've wanted to express my opinion to adult children about what they were thinking or about what they're doing, but I knew it was best to keep quiet. And I would just pray that God would put a guard over my mouth The other verse that I love that really means a lot to me is in Ephesians, Ephesians 4.29. Let no unwholesome word proceed from my mouth, only those words which are good for edification according to the need of the moment. So I ask myself, if I want that scripture to be true in my life, if I do express my thoughts, are my words edifying or are they more judgmental or critical? And the scripture says, according to the need of the moment, timing is priceless, I think, in talking to adult kids. Uh, I can tell, especially with my daughters, um, that it might be a better time in the future to bring up some concerns. Uh, I am leaving this weekend with my two adult daughters. We're going to do a mother-daughter trip to Charleston, South Carolina. And I want to ask them in the evenings while we're just sitting around Some simple questions, mainly, how can I pray for you as a woman, not as a wife, not as a mother, but how can I encourage you just as God's child? And then and only then, maybe I'll ask about their struggles and their challenges. Um, Our son and one daughter live here in Dallas, but um, the ones in California, distance changes a lot of dynamics in our family. We try to get together as a whole group uh, once, maybe twice a year. But as the grandkids are getting older, their schedules, it's becoming more of a challenge for all 13 of us to be together in one place. And it's also a challenge for me to feed them. But there's a fine line, I think, between wanting to be together and being intrusive. Does that make sense? They, I have to, we have to realize that they are super busy with jobs and kids. And to tell you the truth, sometimes I feel left out of their lives, especially as a mother and a grandmother. And I think you women might identify with this. I want to know everything that everyone is doing. Um, And that's difficult when you've got your kids scattered everywhere. Uh, For example, it's also easier for you and I to get on a plane and fly to California than for the six of them to get on a plane and come to Texas. But this intrusive uh, thing that bothers me so much, when we're out there, we're intruding on their house, their plans, their everyday life. We're kicking one grandson out of his bedroom. 
We're probably asking too many questions. We're adding more chairs to the kitchen table. And I want to be sensitive to that. But like I said earlier, the finish line is getting closer for you and me. And I want to take advantage of every moment to be with our family. And then our daughter that lives here in Dallas, we see them usually at least once a week, sometimes for a meal, sometimes just to play with grandkids. But the other thing that I wanted to bring up about parenting adult children is uh, when we see things that concern us, especially maybe with parenting styles. Uh, my grandkids have too much screen time. I'm just going to go and say it between the TV and their iPhones and their iPads. And we can only express our concerns so many times. I can only send an email with an article about how much screen time the kids. I can, maybe, I can maybe do that. Maybe they're learning that from their parents. Well, okay. Well, that's or their grandparents as a yeah. case, baby. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. uh, I want to speak truth and I want to speak it boldly, but there's another verse that I love that says, let your words be seasoned with grace. So I want grace words to come from my mouth when I see something. And then after, if we do say something fully, then after that, we hush. We pray and we pray. And my recent prayer is for my grandkids, well, for my adult kids too, but especially my grandkids, to be protected from ungodly influences. And for the parents, I pray for them to be good gatekeepers. Uh, controlling what comes in and what stays out. I think family dynamics um, are a roller coaster, not a gentle merry-go-round. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's merry-go-round, same, just little elevation, three feet here, three feet there. Music never changes, but in family dynamics, it's not bad. Hang on for dear life. We're fixing to go around this curve. It's a new event every day. <laughs> well, let me uh, kind of wrap this up with an, another event. And let's reflect on it for a little bit. You know, yesterday, Queen Elizabeth, I, I want to say died and went to be with Jesus. That was my first comment. When I heard of her death, I thought she's in the presence of Jesus because I know she loved him. And it made all the difference in the world. But as uh, you, you reflected on this. And we'll do this in the next podcast as well, because she has a lot to instruct us with, I think. We watched four generations interact with her and her life on the TV yesterday. And her grandkids, the great, great, great grandkids are too little, but her grandkids, uh, William especially, and some of the other cousins in their family, all reflected on how much their grandmother meant to them going through hard times in life. I, I just thought that was remarkable about seeing these family connections. And it reminds me, that's what we're here for. You know, our mission is to encourage our adult kids, our grandkids, our great grandkids and leave an impact in their lives. And I'll tell you, Queen Elizabeth illustrates that par excellence, spiritually, emotionally, family wise. And she finished well, I would add. Uh, so bring her into this your thoughts about family, the way you've discussed it. She was a classy woman. She loved Jesus. She lived well and she finished well. 
Um, and I want to be that way. Uh, she loved Jesus. She valued her family. Um, she set a great example for women. She really did. I mean, it's just it's just so compelling. You know, women want to be equal with men in our day. And, uh, you know, they feel like they're not equal. But let me tell you, she sets the standard and she's done it for 70. I mean, seven decades, you know, as the leading woman in the world, setting a pattern and a class act of of young women. I mean, she uh, she ascended the throne in her early 20s. I mean, she lived there for 70 years to the age of 96. She didn't lay the crown down until she died. I mean, this is compelling for us. I, I want to say, Paul said, you know, the end is near. I'm completing the course. I have fought the good fight and I've kept the faith. And she did. And that's the pattern for finishing well, I would say. I mean, you don't ever stop being the kind of person, parent, grandparent, great-grandparent God wants you to be. And all of these generations are critically essential to work together because we, we have a great impact to make in our lives through the power of the spirit who works within us. I think she controlled her tongue too, which I think her words, like we talked earlier, were seasoned with grace. Uh, they were edifying and they were according to the need of the moment. Once again, I think she was just an incredible example for us as women. Yeah, she she was. And, you know, of course, Christ molded her life. I mean, she had a very deep faith and she read the scriptures every day, listened to the voice of God in her life. Uh, you know, uh, an illustration of your point, and then we'll wind this down. Uh, when Princess Diana died, they pointed out in the news that we were watching yesterday that she didn't say anything for five days. Uh, you talk about controlling your tongue and what you say. And when she finally spoke, she praised her daughter-in-law. She said she was a great woman. And it, her, voices, her voice reconciled Great Britain and resonated around the world, as her voice always does. My, my prayer would be, would to God that our voice would resonate through our adult kids, our grandkids, our great-grandkids, People around us and the life of Jesus. I mean, I think of Matthew 5, 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and the character of your life and glorify, glorify your father who is in heaven. I, I can't think of a greater example. And I, I love living life with you, sweetheart. I mean, this uh, life is a challenge as you have shared. And I want to continue to share some of the challenges in this next podcast. So to wrap it up, I, I just want to say thanks. Um, you, you're a blessing to me in a thousand ways, but also to our listeners. And as I shared earlier, uh, if, if you're listening to this as a husband, share this with your bride, share it with your wife, share it with your daughters, share it with other women, and share it. keep sharing the work of Finishing Well Ministries. Again, I was reminded by Queen Elizabeth's death yesterday. I, what, a, what an important thing in life to finish and run through the finish line, just like J.I. Packer, uh, Queen Elizabeth, or any old older saint. May we finish well to the glory of God. Vicki, you got any final words to say as we wrap up this uh, podcast? Yes, you're taking me to dinner tonight. Okay. Thanks. I love you. Thanks for listening to us. And we'll be back in the next podcast to continue this discussion. 
Take care. Thank you for listening to the Finishing Well podcast. We hope you're encouraged by today's conversation to continue living out your God-given purpose. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, or you can find us at finishingwellministries.org slash podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Finishing Well Ministries. We'll see you next time.